Amen. Thank you all very much. You know, we, we gather on Sundays and we, we sing together of God's beauty and His wonder and His power, His love, in order to continue uh, to enable us to, to saturate in that truth. Because, as, as Steve said, it is, it is so difficult for us humans, has been since the very beginning, to trust to, to truly lean into the love of God for you and, and for me. To truly lean into that love when we look in the mirror. To, to truly lean into that love when we walk out the front door. That in, in our journey home, we've, we've been seeing since the beginning, since the very creation, that's how God created the world. It's, it's what God's plan was from the beginning, was that, that to create uh, earth, sky, and sea, and all that's in them. To create you and me, humans, in His image to enjoy Him, to enjoy His creation, and to enjoy one another, to rest, to enjoy, to be fulfilled in the home that God had created for us. But we, we fall into that, that same trap over and over again, the, the, the difficulty of trusting, because we want to make our own home instead of resting in the home that God has for us. And in so doing, we make ourselves into spiritual orphans, running away from the home that God has for us, the provision, the care. Last week, we, we looked at how wrong ideas of God helped to, to form that, helped to, to, to enable our struggle to trust. That we have the wrong ideas from our own experiences in life, from the, the lies of the world that are around us, and even the lies of our own making, and, and the work of the evil one in our midst, just like with Adam and Eve. Yet, it's better, it's going to be better if I'm in control instead of God. You know, when push comes to shove, I trust me more than I trust anybody else. That I know what's best for me. And I can't quite trust God totally. For me, this, this week, um, if you uh, had your book and were participating with a small group or some uh, folks, you, you noticed that, and what we talked about last week was to, to put passages in front of us that, that speak to us of the truth of God and keep that before us every day so that we, we marinate in that, we, we saturate in that. That's the first word we hear. That's the last word we hear. And, and for me, my, my struggle is to know that God can handle it, and He wants me to know that. You know, that, that He is in control, and He can handle it, and I can rest in His control and let go. So, so for me, the, the, the passage for the week was Psalm 146, 3 through 7, and if you, you did that, everybody had a passage that was yours for this particular week. 
Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heavens and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. That that God is faithful forever. That's what I was swimming in this week. That he's more trustworthy than I am. You know, how arrogant on my part to think I know what's best and God doesn't. How how foolish, how short-sighted. That somehow God doesn't see me. That somehow I have to get his attention. That somehow I have to earn his approval. I think for for today, this may be the crucial error that we're going to focus on about our view of God, that somehow we have to earn God's approval. That that somehow the trajectory of our life is what's important, where we're going, not not where we started. Where, Where we place approval is absolutely crucial. Are we living for approval? Are we living for acceptance? Or are we living out of it? Are we living from it? Is that our end point or our very beginning point? What I want to propose to you today is that it's our beginning point. It's our starting ground. That if we live for approval, it leads to all kinds of pathology and struggles. But if we we live out of it, if we live from it, then it, it leads to a life of faith and trust and joy and peace. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we ask that that you indeed would would speak to us through your word, uh, that you would enable us to both see where we are in our own lives and and where you're seeking to take us. Let it not just be a nice Bible study or not just a a, a nice little view of who we are and where we are, but may the two um, come together with an explosion. So that that we live more in line with your good and perfect will. Open our eyes. Open our souls. Bring us home in you. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. And the passage I want us to to look at first is in Matthew chapter 3, uh, 13 through 17, where we see how Jesus models for us living out of acceptance, not for it. Um, Matthew chapter 3, it's found on 784 in your pew Bible, or you can follow along on the screen. And this is uh, the, the baptism of Jesus. Uh, really, um, not much has happened. We don't really know much about him. Uh, in Matthew, I mean, we really barely uh, met him at his birth. He made a quick trip to Egypt. And uh, now we're introduced to, to, Jesus, to John the Baptist. And then Jesus comes on the scene for his baptism. 
Hear the word of the Lord. Then Jesus came from Galilee to join John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. God bless you. Jesus hadn't done anything. I mean, he'd been born, been living for 30 years. We really, in the Gospel of Luke, he tells one or two little stories about him, about an eight-year-old. But here, God, isn't this statement of God the Father supposed to be at the end of the story? This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Look at all that he's done. Look at all that he's accomplished. But it's at the beginning of the story. Even John the Baptist, he didn't get it. Wait a minute, we got this all wrong, you know. What had to happen with Jesus in the fullness of his humanity and before all was to recognize that Jesus was not living for approval or acceptance. He was living out of it. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved. Out of that acceptance and that approval, now Jesus can face with struggle and pain, the journey ahead that leads to the cross. But it is out of the Father's acceptance and approval. Now, I've, I've shared this um, little chart, little illustration with you uh, two, three times before. And it's just the kind of thing for me that I need to see it at least once a year. So I hope you do too. Um, because we're going to see it about once a year. Because it's just one of those good reminders for me. And it's the distinction between the cycle of grace and the cycle of works. They, they have the four, the four basic um, parts are, are all the same. And it's the, the way in which we live our lives. What's really crucial is the direction we go and where we start. The cycle of works. See, it starts with achievement. You know, what, what, what this means is I go achieve things. I accomplish things. I make A's. I, I win the debate. I win the election. Um, I get the promotion. You know, whatever we are able to achieve, then we achieve things. That's where we start. And then that gives us significance. Well, because I've done these things, now I am significant because of those things. And then that significance that I get from achieving things gives me sustenance that keeps me going at least until the next test or the next election or the next game or the next load of laundry, whatever it might be. And then I'm accepted. Because I've achieved things, I'm significant. That significance sustains me to where then I am accepted. I stand on what I've accomplished. That's the cycle of works. The cycle of grace 
goes in the opposite direction and starts with acceptance. As Jesus modeled here for us, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. The acceptance is the beginning. Uh, Because we are accepted as children of God, because Jesus Christ died for us to make us his own, to make us brothers and sisters with him, children of the Father, heirs of the throne. We are accepted because of God's love. We are accepted because of His affirmation, His approval of us. And it's Him that sustains us. As we, as we sing, as we pray, as we read, as we continue to be brought back to the, the certainty of that acceptance, then we are sustained then we are significant. We are significant because of what we are created by God, because we are loved by the Father. And then we're able to achieve what He has chosen for us to do, the good works that He has prepared for us in advance. It's, It's the same elements, but the opposite direction. Our our need and desire for approval and for acceptance comes first. We live out of approval and acceptance, not for it. I want to share with you now a video that that highlights just that need for approval. It highlights really the cycle of works and how we we try to achieve and, and accomplish in order to receive that acceptance, in order to, to gain and earn the approval, in order to, to woo others, to, to overwhelm them with, with all that we are about so that they might accept us. Maybe you'll relate to some parts um, of this story. Dance and dance we call living and dying In the valley of the city In the valley of a lion Herb all week long All week long You can lose your soul In the concrete river beds Rolling with the flow Of the currents of the walking dead Five o'clock comes in Europe Rolling Stone Days like these You got nothing to sing about Days like these I don't know what I think about Days like these Ooh, and no Days like these I got nothing to sing about Days like these I don't know what I think about Days like these Ooh,
a little to the cries that were really written on the, uh, the, the resumes. There, there are real signs in our own lives of, that, that show how we seek to live for approval instead of out of it. You know, we, uh, we compare ourselves with others. You know, trying to gauge ourselves. And we tend to always um, look uh, in the downward direction, you know, in order to build ourselves up. Um, yeah, new cars, new phones, promotions, houses, accomplishments of ourselves, of our children, of our grandchildren. All good things, but ways that we can use them in order to gain approval or acceptance. Remember, in, in, uh, maybe some of you don't have to remember, uh, but uh, you know, when high school yearbooks come out, you know, your first place to look is the index, and you look for, uh, I did, my own name, to see how many numbers are next to my name, because that means that's how many pictures of me. You know, are in the, the yearbook. Uh, you know, seeking that, uh, that approval, that uh, acceptance. You know, we, we can live and die by uh, the number of followers we have on Twitter. You know, we can live or die by the number of friends on Facebook. Or how many likes we got on our posts or how many texts and emails we got while we were asleep. Uh, is that not the first thing that uh, you go to sometimes, the phone, to see, well, who needs me even while I was sleeping? Uh, signs that we're living for approval in our own uh, lives. We, we ministers have a nice sanctified way of doing it. It's when we go to what uh, my kids call pastor camp. Whenever I go to pastor camp, uh, you know, well, how's it going? How are things going at the church? Which is then eventually you get to, well, this is how many are in worship. 
And so you sort of puff up your ecclesiastical chest. Signs that we live for approval instead of out of it. Um, Everyone should have received, uh, if you didn't bring your your book with you, you you should have received um, a little sheet with the red on it. Um, If you didn't get one, uh, raise your hand and the folks in the back will be glad to uh, uh, give you, uh, you can put your hands down for now when they come out with them, then I'll have you raise your hands. Uh, That way you're not sitting there for the next uh, five minutes. But uh, yeah, you should have one of, one of these in your hands, um, but now they're coming out, so if you raise your hands, folks will be glad to get those to you. Or if you have your books, that's good enough. You can look on page 44 or page 45. As they're delivering um, those to you, uh, what, you'll, what I ask you to do is just to consider these questions in your own lives. You know, how do you like to be seen? You know, when you, you have that uh, fantasy of yourself, what are you seen as? You know, the funniest guy in the room? You know, having high capacity? You know, a good dad? You know, what, what are the ways you like to be seen? What are the ways that, that people would describe you as? You know, that you're the party planner? You're hard to get to know. You're the, you're the hip one. You know, what, what are the ways that people describe you? And then if you had a personal brand, you know, if you had a slogan, if it was your bumper sticker, what would that be? You know, that you're the, the natural leader, the friend everyone wants to be around, the adventure guy. What's, what's your brand? Uh, take a minute and consider those and write those in of ways that we can live for approval instead of out of it. considered this. Um, do, you, do you remember, some of you may remember uh, Shell Oil commercials. This was a number of years ago, back when Shell Oil had a bunch of like uh, um, little pamphlets that answered a bunch of questions. And there was the Shell Answer Man. Yeah, that was the brand that came to my mind. I'm like, yeah, I want to be the Shell Answer Man. You know, any question, you can just pass out the answer. Yeah, that's the way that I Seek to live for approval in, uh, instead of out of it. I encourage you to consider that yourself. Now, keep, keep, these, keep these handy. Uh, but consider uh, uh, even more what happens when we live for approval instead of out of it. You know, con- consider how that leads us to live in such insecurity. Because, you know, it's just as good, uh, your sense of approval is only as good as what is happening right now. What have you done for me lately? You know, once, once next Sunday rolls around, it doesn't matter what last Sunday was. 
Once the next game rolls around, once the next season, it's perpetual insecurity that we live in. It it often causes us to feel abandoned or, or isolated because it's up to us to achieve in order to be approved and accepted by others. And failure, failure is the kiss of death when we're living for approval instead of out of it. Because failure means we, we haven't accomplished it. And, and so we're not going to get the approval. We're not going to get the acceptance of others. And it can lead to a, a real yo-yo of fear and self-loathing, of pride and self-loathing. When you do it, then you're filled with pride. And then when you don't, it's self-loathing and back and forth. Totally depending on the achievements or how others receive what you're doing, or even worse, how you perceive how others receive what you've done. And we humans are creative in being able to put together scenarios that destroy our sense of acceptance. But when we live out of acceptance, when when we are, are... resting in that love, when we're resting in the grace and mercy of God, when we're resting that God saying to us, you are my beloved, which we are when we're clothed in Christ, then that, that leads us to a life of faith and confidence, not in ourselves, not in the, the ways of the world, but in God who is faithful every day. It it leads to to feeling at home, to feeling like we belong. That that indeed, God has accepted me. He has rescued me. He has gifted you. He has called you into particular good works and, and has a plan for you. I mean, when we live out of that acceptance, we're carrying out that plan. We belong. We are at home We have purpose. And we can be aggressive in mistakes, even. We can take risks. You know, we're free to take risks. I heard this phrase this summer. We can be promiscuous with the good news of Jesus Christ wherever we go. When we flow from acceptance instead of live for it. You can really see it in evangelism. You know, if we're living for acceptance, then, man, we don't share our faith very much. Because we're, so, we're scared of how it'll be received. We've been so formed by that. If we're living for it, if we're living out of it, then we can be promiscuous with the gospel in every good way. When we're living out of acceptance, then we're able to give ourselves grace to give one another grace. We're able to to laugh at ourselves. We are able to live fully at home. Now, the... Our desire is to trust in God, to live at home in Him, to live from the approval that He has for us, and not to to live for it. 
And then the other problem is when we live for approval, whether it's for God, then, then often it's really easy to slip into living for the approval of others. Yeah, and that's a, another a really good sign is to, to see in our, our people-pleasing um, tendencies that show how we're living for approval. Um, I invite you uh, again to look at your, your book or the red sheets you have and just take a consider uh, there these, these particular statements that are fill in the blank. See, easy questions here. This is an easy one. This is just a fill in the blank. I want blank to know that I'm good enough. I have a really hard time if blank criticizes me. I feel good when I impress so and so. I get frustrated when blank doesn't notice the work that I do. I feel like I'm constantly trying to prove myself too. I want to make sure blank is paying attention to me. I care a lot about what blank thinks of me. Yeah, it may be that you're able to answer those quickly. Maybe you need to sit with those a little bit. To, to consider in our own uh, lives. In your own life, how living for the approval of others is so prominent. Or, or catches you off guard at times. John chapter 12 verse 43 John's de- describing a situation where uh, folks around Jesus, they, they like him, they want to believe him, but they can't or they won't. And it's because they're living for the praise, for the glory of others instead of the praise and glory of God. It, it, is, it is a challenge when we live for the approval of others as, as, as we've, we've mentioned, that people-pleasing can be really an insidious condition in our lives. Leading to anxiety and lies and living in a dream world. Now, let's go back to Jesus. Now we've, we've, we've taken a look in our own lives, trying to dig a little deeper in our own lives to see, are we living for approval or are we living out of it or the ways that we live for it instead of out of it. Let's go, go back to Jesus again because we want to live out of approval. That's what we want to do. And, and I'm here to tell you that that is possible. That we, we can live out of the affirmation of the Father rather than trying to live for the approval of God or for the approval of others. Your, your assignment um, this week in your, in your, uh, your book that uh, you, if you have with you, you can see. If you don't, then find it at home and uh, you'll uh, see what your weekly challenge is for this week. And has to do with how you answered the previous questions. That you're going to take a break from striving for approval from whatever that 
person or that particular position might have been that you strive to approve. You're going to take a break from that and trust that God has new things to teach you about who you are. Or, this week I'm going to let go of protecting my image as whatever your personal brand was and trust that God has new things to teach you about who you are. And um, through the, the next page... 50 and 51, is then an exercise of a, a map home. How to make this, this turn of living for approval uh, to living out of the approval that God has for you and for me. Uh, we're going to take a turn in our series here. I mean, we really, the last three weeks, we, we've really been looking at the different ways that we make spiritual orphans of ourselves. And now these next three, we're really going to focus on how we live in the home that God has for us. I encourage you to take this challenge this week, to, to work through these challenges alone in your small group. If, you haven't, if you're not in a small group, go ahead and get in one. There's boxes with small group stuff at the front desk. You can start now. It really is helpful and significant to have other people to discuss this with in significant ways. Just um, grab small group stuff at the front desk or outside of Michelle's office up behind the steps there and, and participate in walking through what it means for us together to live out of the approval that we have in God. To close, I want us to look back at, at Jesus and look back at who we are in Jesus. Turn to Galatians 3, verse 26 and 27, or you can follow along on the screen. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. You get that picture? That if we are baptized in Christ, then we are clothed in Christ. The, when the Father looks at you and me, he sees Jesus. Those words that the Father said to Jesus, you are my beloved, in you I am well pleased, are said to you and me, because we are baptized and clothed in Christ Jesus. Jump a, a chapter ahead to Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. 
we no longer need to, to live as spiritual orphans, making our own home, running away, trying to make our own home. In Christ, being clothed in Christ, we are adopted into God's family as God's children with an unconditional, unbounded love and affection. We live out of the approval and acceptance that God has given to us. It it is ours because of what Christ Jesus accomplished for us. His achievement leads us to live in the cycle of grace, out of the acceptance of the Father. Our significance, our sustenance is from Him. And then we are freed. We are freed to live in the power of the Spirit, crying within us, Abba, Father. And we are freed then to live out of that approval, into the security and faith that that brings, into the the risk-taking that that enables us to do, into the joy and peace of being heirs of the kingdom of God because we've been adopted into the family of God. I do hope and pray and challenge you and encourage you to get out your book if you haven't opened it yet, to get it out, to do the map home, to, to, to sit. For some of you, I know this is newfangled. That's okay. You can do it. Take a risk because you're living out of acceptance, not for it. For others, it might be just the kind of lens you need to come home, to be received as the adopted child, the son and daughter of God, the one who is beloved, the one in whom the Father is well pleased. Amen.